lobby. Let's say that there are a group of kids coming out for a baseball team. The coach is there. You might be uh, the coach, let's say. Uh, what would your thinking be in regards to the possible height and weight of a second baseman? Would that matter to you? No, I don't think it would matter at all. As long as the player could handle the position, uh, what difference would it make? You know, um, height and weight doesn't matter. Of course, there are some advantages maybe to being, uh, like let's say, between 5'10 and 6'2 and maybe uh, 170, 160 to uh, 190 pounds. That might be the, you know, about the best height and weight to be, but as long as the player can handle the position, it really wouldn't matter that much. All right. Are there any particular physical <clears throat> drills or exercises that you think might benefit a young second baseman or infielder? Uh, I think the thing an infielder should work on is one play at a time. And by that, I mean whoever, when he's having somebody hitting fungos, just work on a particular play, like let's say the play to his right. And when he's doing that, move over like he's going to play a left-handed pull hitter way over towards first base and have the fungo hitter hit uh, maybe 10, 15, 20 balls uh, close to second base where he has to just work on his backhand. And then uh, after taking those ground balls, move over way towards the bag like you're going to play at the middle and have the fungo hitter hit 10 or 15 way over to your left. And you work on getting a jump on the ball, plus you work, you concentrate on just one play at a time. Instead of just being out there and getting balls at random, I think it's better just to work on one play at a time where you can really concentrate on the moves that you need for that play. All right, now glove. Uh, mom and dad says to the youngster, all right, let's go out and get a glove. You want to play in the infield on a baseball team. They go into a store, and mom says, uh, uh, what kind of a glove would you like to get? And the kid starts hemming and hedging, and, gee, he really doesn't know. Yeah. But he wants to be an infielder. What would you suggest? I would suggest just a medium-sized glove, one that's not too big because you've got to be able to handle the ball quickly. And you want the web to be a full web. I don't think an H-web is a very good idea. I, I used an H-web when I played shortstop. Maybe that's okay there. And possibly third base, that might be okay. But I think an H-web uh, wouldn't be too good for second base because a lot of times the ball gets uh, caught in an H-web on a double play ball. Okay. All right, something that we think is uh, rather important, again, relating to youngsters. They're just starting to learn to use that glove. Would you recommend that they put the entire hand in the glove as youngsters or a finger out or so forth? I think a finger out. I think if you put your index finger on the outside part of the glove, and uh, I think what it does is save your hand from getting a bone bruise more than anything right inside your uh, index finger at the, at the base of it. And another purpose for that is that I like to keep, keep the index finger out so that I can push in with the index finger on the back of the glove and I keep my pocket flat because I don't want to develop a real deep pocket as an infielder. So I keep pushing on the index finger and that way I keep a flat pocket. So where do you, when where I do you go want to develop that pocket anyway? Where on the glove? Some kids will develop a pocket up in a web. I like it in the palm. You know, I like to have a deep, you know, a deep palm pocket but not up near the web. You want the area just below the web to be uh, relatively flat, but you want the area uh, down near the palm, maybe at the base of the uh, the middle two fingers, from there down to the uh, down to the heel of the glove to be your main pocket area. Okay. All right. Now, what kind of a stance would you recommend to that youngster getting into just before the pitch is ready to be delivered? That is, would you? 
start a kid out by uh, demanding that his feet be parallel or staggered or his glove down or up or what? I think that you should have your feet uh, as far as width, just, just barely uh, wider than your shoulder width. And you want your weight uh, a little bit forward. You want, you want your weight off your heels. And you want your hands down near your knees somewhere close to the ground, about knee high, I would say. And uh, as far as right foot in front or left foot in front, you could, you could have either one in front uh, just an inch or two, but not too much that you're going to have to uh, really cross over, you know, uh, a long ways if you have to go one way or the other. But one foot in front, a little bit's okay, but not too much. All right. Now, youngster is playing out there. Of course, he doesn't know the hitters. Uh, if you were suggesting to him where to play as a second baseman in relationship to where the bag is, where would you tell him to play, Let's first of all, for a right-handed hitter? Right-handed hitter, oh, maybe, uh, I'd say about six, seven, eight steps away from the bag and about uh, five steps back from the baseline. How about a left-handed hitter? Left-handed, you want to go over about maybe ten steps over away from the bag and about uh, six or seven back. Okay. Now, how should they play ground balls that are hit, first of all, directly at them? What would you teach them to do? Well, the important thing there is get that glove down as soon as you can, close to the ground, so that if you have to, you can, you can come up a lot easier than you can to go back down. Um, also, we try and get a rhythm going so that you can time those hops. And when you do get that rhythm going, you're going to be able to play the hop just right so you don't short hop yourself. All right. Now, a youngster probably who heard you say that, uh, what do you mean by that short hop? Just well, like, let's say a, a ball is hopping uh, two or three times. And what you want to try and do is get the ball at, a, at the height of its hop, you know, at the highest point. If you short hop it, in other words, that's getting it just as it's coming off the ground. That's at its lowest point. So, like, your ball has an arc to a hop, what you want to try and do is catch it at the top of that arc. Okay. All right, now, Bobby, balls that are hit to their left and to their right, do you recommend that they take the first step with the lead foot or the crossover step to get to those balls? I recommend the crossover step highly. I think it's really helped me as far as quickness and as far as covering ground, and I've had to work on that because it's not a real natural thing. Your natural thing is to take that first step with the foot that's closest mm -hmm. to the ball. But that's not the uh, the way to to get to the quickest uh, is to take that first step with the uh, with the opposite foot. All right, now crossing over throws to first base. Um, what would you recommend for that youngster as far as throwing over there? A lot of coaches like their kids to to always throw either three quarter arm or overhand. Uh, what would you suggest? I recommend three quarter or overhand. I, I like to throw uh, pretty much overhand myself. Even on double plays, I throw the ball overhand. I think you get more on the ball, and your ball carries better when you throw it overhand. I think when you throw a sidearm, the ball tails away from, the, you know, down into the runner, and also you don't have as much carry on it, and the ball doesn't get there quite as fast. Mm -hmm. All right, now, where in relation to the bag would you tell a youngster to play for a potential double play? You want to move about uh, one step, one or two steps in, and one or two steps closer to the bag. Uh, from your original position for a double play uh, situation. Okay. Now, where should they attempt to place the ball for a shortstop coming across second on the attempted double play? Right on the outside corner of the bag. 
is the best uh, spot for the double play ball to be. All right, now what would dictate to you as far as getting the ball to that shortstop, whether it's an underhand shuffle or uh, an overhand throw to them? And, and I've asked Mark this, you know, the same question as far as the shortstop is concerned. Well, it just, of course, depends on your distance and how far away you are from the bag. If you're close enough that you can underhand it, then that's uh, the best way to do it. But if you're, uh, if you're a little too far, of course, you've got to just try and make that pivot, open pivot, and throw overhand. But um, an important thing to remember when you're throwing the ball underhand to the shortstop is when you catch the ball and then you toss it underhand, follow, follow the ball with your body. Like follow right through, like you're running right towards the shortstop. Toss it and just run right towards him with it. That way you're going to be under control a lot more and you're going to be able to control that toss and you can be able to control the speed. Because it's really a hard play. Sometimes you'll throw one too hard or, or you, you might lob one up there and hang him up where the guy can take him out pretty good. So what you want to try and do is Get your body following the ball, and that way you're going to make a good throw every time. Great tip. All right. What direction does the second baseman take to get to second base? You try and get there before the ball. Stop and position yourself for the throw and be ready to, uh, you know, you have to expect, expect a bad throw. All right, Bob, let's take both situations now. The first situation where he gets there before the throw reaches second. He's got the throw. Does he back off the base now? What happens? I always come across the base. I step, uh, let's say I'm taking a throw from the shortstop. I'll get to the bag. As the throw is coming, I'll step on the bag with my left foot, and then I'll come across the bag, and I'll catch the ball with my right foot uh, pointing right about at the shortstop and my left foot on the bag. And then I just take one more step with my left foot towards first base I'm throwing. Would you make the same steps if you were coming across and you were timed exactly when the ball got there? That depends. I, you, I like to try and make that same step as many times as I can, but uh, there are instances when the ball is getting there and I'm on the wrong foot. And if I'm on the wrong foot, then I just go ahead and tag the base with, uh, with my right foot and make the step with into my the left. Infield? Yeah, right, into the infield if okay. I have to. All right. Um, let's see now where we are. All right, what communication is there between the second baseman and shortstop? Well, you communicate on who's covering the bag as far as uh, the steal is concerned. And you also uh, always let each other know on the double play situation if the guy was stealing or not. You know, uh, if he was stealing and he's too close to the bag to go for two, you've got to let that shortstop know it so he can throw it to first base and get the one. And also, like let's say there's two outs and a man on first base and there's a ground ball hit to the shortstop. You let the shortstop know that you're on second base for that easy play there. You just you let him know, I got you here, or second base, or something like that for the easy force out. All right. What top flies should the second baseman attempt to catch? Well, anything in shallow right field or shallow right center is yours, and you should go for them all the way until you hear the center fielder or right fielder call you off. If you don't hear anything, you just keep on going for the ball. And any ball that's a uh, pop fly behind the first baseman where it might be difficult where he might have to turn and run uh, backwards or you know run uh, with his back to the infield after the pop fly you might have a better angle at it because you're going more at a 45 degree angle or he's going at a 90 degree angle great all right explain the second baseman's job for relays and uh, cutoffs and backups would you Bob well you uh, anything in the alley in right center you're the you're the main cutoff man you're the first cutoff man anything down the right field line uh, you're the first cutoff man. 
anything in left center or down the left field line, the shortstop goes out first, and you back you back him up for the uh, for the overthrow. So uh, right right center is your main concern as far as being a relay. Like let's say a nobody on base and the guy hits a long drive to right center field, both your outfielders are chasing it. You go out there for the relay on a chance of uh, relaying it, maybe throwing him out at third base when he's trying for a triple. All right, now when does the second baseman cover second base on a ball that's hit through the outfield? Well, if, it, if it's going to be a, a chance for a double, then you just cover the bag. You go to second base. But if it's a sure double and a possibility of a triple, like let's say a ball to left center or, or even down the left field line that might be uh, in the corner somewhere where you know the runner is a pretty fast runner and he's got a double just about assured and it's a chance for a triple, the shortstop goes out as the first cutoff, and then you run out there also right behind the shortstop so that in case the ball gets over the shortstop's head, you're there in line for a cutoff where you might be able to throw him out. Okay. Now, Bob, we're finished with the technical part of the game. You're talking to many, many youngsters who are listening to you, many. Is there anything else that you would like to advise a young second baseman who is playing the game today? Well, just work on uh, on quickness with the hands and also follow the ball all the way. I know that uh, a lot of times you want to you watch the ball from the moment it le leaves the bat until about gets out about five feet in front of you, and then you take your eye off the ball. I do that myself sometimes, where it's really kind of ludicrous because the most important, uh, uh, you know, time the ball is coming towards you is the last four or five feet. So you could you know, conceivably not see the ball off the bat, but if you see it from the last five feet, well, that's the important part. So you just got to concentrate on that and watch the ball all the way into your glove. And also, don't be afraid to use your backhand, and don't be afraid to uh, catch the ball off to your side over when you're going to your left also. I know that a lot of times uh, coaches have told me, and, and I, I know it's uh, maybe part of the basics as far as playing infield is concerned, and get in front of the ball, get in front of the ball. Well, that's not entirely true. I think that uh, you can sometimes watch the ball for a longer length of time, and you can also see that last hop better when you're, when you're playing it off to the side a little bit with your backhand or, or off the side to the left. So uh, don't be afraid to work on that backhand. All right, Bob, the last question that I've asked everybody at each position. If you were evaluating a young second baseman, what would you be looking for? I'd just be, the main thing is that you can turn that double play. And if he can make the routine plays, that's all. Uh, you've got to have the guy that is a steady ball player for you. It doesn't necessarily have to be flashy, or he doesn't necessarily have to make the great plays. But he's got to be able to make the day-in, day-out routine ground ball play right at him. And he's also got to be able to turn the double play. Bob, I want to thank you very much.